Welcome on to CMG Podcast or Interviews. I wanted to bring you on here because you're a fellow entrepreneur and business owner. We want to hear a little bit about your story first, your background, what industry you're in. So we can basically start off a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Chase, thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate it. In this business, it's all about building relationships. And that's something that uh, we strive for here in our local community. Yeah, a little bit about myself. You know, I started, um, I started in the golf world. I was in the golf uh, turf care section, even from like a young age, I, I worked at a local private club and just kind of like fell in love with the thing, man. It was like, I just loved the work, you know, a lot of hands-on stuff, practical experience, all the equipment. And, you know, I was always like a morning person, got up early, got to the course, you know, do my thing, get the work done. You know, so uh, that was where I started in my, my career, but I really, that turned me into like growing grass. You know, that's where you know, my business, uh, Keystone Tree and Turf, we're a sustainable plant healthcare company. You know, the golf side of it really has been a big marketing thing for me, being a little bit more of a niche market than uh, some of the big guys, you know, like everyone, anyone can, you know, say they're, they're a turf pro, you know, or they, they can grow grass. And a lot of those guys are just marketing companies with, with a spreader. You know, we use a lot of natural-based products. You know, the, we don't throw around the word organic, even though some of our products do have organic sources, uh, really focus on sustainability. So, uh, you know, after being in the golf world for almost 20 years, building golf courses, you know, from um, Virginia to spent some time out west in Utah, the Nicholas Group, designing, building, growing in, uh, really got exposed to the environmental side of, of everything. So we always tried to use you know, natural-based products or, you know, use uh, turf science where we need to. We don't want to ever over-apply products or use things that um, can be detrimental to our local ecosystem. So, you know, that kind of got me involved in growing turf like a natural way. Right. So, and that's exactly when we, me and you talk, it's always about you growing organic and, and um, all your experience. I mean, you started coming out of college, you started, like you said, working on golf courses and then eventually you moved your, moved your way up to managing the entire golf course from building some of the actual holes to managing mm -hmm. and growing the turf after the construction projects are done. Basically the whole process in that. And then eventually, from what I understand, you owned a uh, fertilizing company on the side while still doing your golfing. Yeah. I always loved golf. I was a golfer from a young age. Yeah, so that kind of molded my career into the like turf grass science. Like I said, I was all over the country building golf courses. And then I got to the point where, you know, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do something on my own. You make a little extra cash. Started getting into like the, had some friends in landscape business. I was like, I'll give it a shot. You know, bought the spreader, got the pesticide license, you know, started doing it on the side. Take my spreader with me to work, you know, do a couple customers on the way, go to the golf course, work a day, then come home, you know, on the way home, hit a couple more customers. And that just started to grow based on the golf background. They're like, oh, my, my turf guy is a golf course superintendent, takes care of golf. Why don't you give him a call? And then it just started growing from there, like real slowly. I started picking up customer here, customer there. And then it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I want to do this full time. You know, I want to go in, dive all in. So that's what I did. You know, 2016, I left the golf world professionally, you know, got out of the, the golf turf care side, started, um, Started my own business, like I said, Keystone Tree and Turf. And I love working for myself. You know, get me wrong, you know, it's got some challenges. You know, you're, you're dealing with stuff. You're the, you're the boss. You're the human resources manager. You're the accountant, bookkeeper, everything. And, and it's just grown from there. I'm a small company. I, you know, I'm small right now. I mean, I got 150 properties or so. Uh, but 
my phone rings all the time. Oh, here's a new one. Here's a new one. I'm always quoting stuff. Uh, like I said, on the onset, we had a, you know, I'm like a niche market. You know, I don't want to be the big guy. You know, I don't want to be, my customers aren't just a number. They all got my cell phone number. They can reach out to me. You know, hey, I got this going on. What do you think? Stop in, take a look. So yeah, I mean, being, being local to, you know, we're in Southeastern Pennsylvania, like lived here pretty much my whole life, minus Utah years. You know, I know a lot of people and I provide a good product. You know, so people are like, I'll call Ryan, you know, Keystone will hook you up and competitively priced as the market you know, the fuel industry really dictates the cost of fertilizer, believe it or not, just how it's made. So gas prices are up, you know, fertilizer prices are up. And really the synthetic products are driven by that fuel cost. So well, I'm I having a natural base, you know, I'm about 55 to 60% natural base. So I kind of keep my product costs more moderate, you know, they're not constantly fluctuating. And, you know, I never want to really pass that cost on to the consumer. That's right. everyone's price shopping, you know. Right, right. And so and that's one of the reasons I brought you on here too. Obviously, just from your quick background, I mean, you know so much about the fertilizing industry and your industry in specific that you're definitely a professional. You're definitely an expert, I would say, with all your experience in fertilizing and like you said, growing, growing grass, treating shrubbery, all that kind of stuff. You mentioned how you started your fertilizing business in 2016 after kind of doing it part-time and you decided to take the leap of faith. What was the first step you took when you went on your own from not having the job security to fully, you know, doing it by yourself? What was kind of your first goal to achieve or your first step? I think I'm still in that first step. You know, I mean, it's kind of like when you take this on, run your own business, you know, I, I'm not, I'm like owner financed, you know, like my the turf care applications pay for my life. You know, it's my, it's my job. You know, I've, I've kicked around the idea of like, oh, maybe I should like, why it's growing. You maybe add something on the side. I mean, I keep coming back to that, but it just, it's like, that's just going to distract me from my goal. You know, I, I can't be out working for someone else. And then my phone's ringing and you know, I don't want to keep going. I don't want something to get in the way. You know, I can't be my own worst enemy, like having something else. Like I'm all in on owning the business So really like I, I went out and then I bought the piece of equipment, you know, originally I was like, you know what, I can do it by hand. I could like, backpack spray these yards you know for weeds and i could walk spread but your time's money especially having a full-time job at a golf course and that's 60 plus hours a week seven days a week and then you know i was like all right well i can start with nothing or i can you know take my take some savings here buy the piece of equipment that you ride on you know and i mean i had a trailer and just kind of started with that so you would say your first step was purchasing that equipment taking that leap of faith and investing in your business and yourself yeah, I kind of like, I had the idea, I started kicking it around, talking to people. And I was like, they're like, oh, well, we use, you know, True Green or we use, you know, uh, what's the other, uh, Green Lawn, you know, they're big local companies. And I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. Well, you know, I kind of just was like, all right, well, what do you pay? You know, like, what's the cost? I didn't know what the costs were on any of this stuff. I didn't know, you know, so I basically, they're like, all right, we're paying, we'll just use round numbers, a thousand bucks a year. Go look at their yard. I measured it. It's all priced per square feet. Right. You know, figured out like, all right, well, you know, this is the cost, you know, this is what, how much product I would use. This is what it costs. I mean, I kind of just started breaking it down. I was like, all right, well, I got these three people that are going to give me a thousand bucks a year. Mm. Kind of did the math. I'm like, all right, well, that's a spreader payment. You know, I financed a little bit of it, but I'm like, all right, well, there's the money for the year. Right. You know, like, and then I didn't want like me to be the limiting factor. Like I would never have taken that big step if I didn't 
you know, one, secure some work before I even bought the equipment. You know, it was right. like, all right, let me see if they'll hire me. All right, right, they hired me. All right, so now I went and got, all right, time to go get the machine. You know, went and got the machine. It was 11000 bucks. Yeah, and this is something I, I talk to guys that are starting a lot, and I'm sure you would give the same advice as, like, a lot of guys, when they're first starting, they look at the equipment and that's what they're really focused on is all the equipment aspect sides of the business and what toys they're essentially going to have. So I like to tell guys, and I'm sure you would agree, like it's more about acquiring the customer and getting the contract or getting the, getting the work first before you even really start focusing on the equipment to buy. You want to make sure you have the work. Yeah. You, you know, I was always taught like you don't want the you don't get the cart before the horse, right? And granted, we're, we can't be out there with a push mower, you know, mowing acres of grass. Like I said, I couldn't be with my walk spreader, you know, and being able to really provide a product. I could provide the same service, but it wouldn't have been cost effective. Plus, then it's like, well, now I'm not going to take on this lawn because I got to walk the whole damn thing. Right. So it's like, oh, this is a huge customer. I wasn't going to wait to get that big HOA or that big uh, state, something down the main line where it's like, they don't want to see some guy show up in a beat up truck with, you know, walk spread his yard. Like most of those guys have seen how it's done before. Right. So yeah. to take that leap of faith, there is some level of like, look at the truck, you know, look, here's a level of professionalism that we got to kind of keep in the industry. But I didn't say like, Oh, I'm going to go buy $11,000 piece of equipment with nothing on the horizon. Right. You know, like I already had the pesticide license. I have the background. So that kind of like kind of sold itself at the beginning. You know, all right. my first customers were like people that knew I was a golf course superintendent. They're like, oh, this is so cool. Like he, mo you know, he maintains grass at less than an eighth of an inch. And, you know, and so he can definitely take care of my yard. And that was really my big like turning point where it's like, all right, we're all in on this guy. Some of those customers that were with me the first year, I haven't lost any of them. You know, they're my founding, founding clients. You know, they get a little special discount every year and, you know, they get, if, if there's ever an issue, they're the first ones, I'll take care of them. Right. And that, and that makes sense. And that's like customer loyalty and, and all that. So let's keep moving into, into your business and how you manage it and stuff. Since you're a single owner operator, like probably most of the people that are listening to this podcast, how would you say you manage your time in the field, in the office, doing sales? You know, there's multiple, like you said, we are doing everything for our business, how do you operate and manage your, your time and run your business effectively? Well, that's a good question, Chase. Right now, um, you know, it's the winter time here in Chester County. Like we're all either waiting on snow or we want, we want spring to come and yeah. mother nature's not being too nice to all, all you snow removal contractors this year. But managing, it's kind of different. In the winter time, I'm pretty laid back. You know, I really like to bust my butt pretty much like March 1st is like, you know, like I'm always constantly planning and stuff, but March 1st is like where I, I basically hit a time clock. I get up, start my day in the office. That's when, um, you know, we start advertising, sending out flyers, you know, grass is greening up. People are like the mower shops are buzzing. So basically my day starts with, we'll just use the growing season because I don't feel like January, February is a really good model for that. But mm. in the season, my day starts with new customers, you know, who called, who needs an estimate. I get those banged out. Then it's anyone who has issues, someone who's like recurring customers, like, hey, I got a, had some sod installed or I had some seating done last fall. You know, I address those things. Uh, once I'm out of plant, like the season started, I use a management software that basically all my customers are in there, cold customer database. And um, 
it's a map. I can circle it. I'm like, all right, this is application one. I got all my programs set up, app one, app two, app three, app four, app five. Products we're using, rate, you know, that automatically creates a detailed route of the day, but it also keeps my pesticide applications organized and automatically creates that. It even does the invoicing. I started using this system last year. It's a big change from what I was doing. I mean, I had this system badger mapping and it was like the same thing. I could route everything. You know, we've moved into the 21st century with this stuff. You can do everything from your phone now. It's literally like you set it up in the winter time and then it's like, all right, well, application one, you know, I use 250 pounds of fertilizer, 0.435 of the pre-emergent. It automatically does the math for me. Everything's created. And that's been a big big switch for me because before I was relying on QuickBooks, I was relying on Badger mapping, you know, still cash and checks and all the stuff in the new system. And I set people up on like, I, I hit a button and it charges their card, you know, so I'm still learning that. I don't always like it, you know, cause it's like, I'm, it's new, you know, I'm like the old way, but you know, that's really, I, I get the office work done. First thing I start my day based on the weather. You know, I'm a, since I'm small, I can still kind of pick and choose when I go and apply. Maybe I usually try to do about six hours in the truck. You know, that's really just me applying, but it's also, you know, I'm in the truck, I'm meeting people. That first application, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, we need a lawn service. You know, so I'm getting tied up with new customers, which isn't bad. I love meeting people and talking, but that can always slow you down too. I mean, you know, it's like, you're doing a, a spring cleanup and the neighbor comes across the street and before you know it you went to school with their kid or you know there's someone from here and before you know it, you're an hour behind schedule mm. uh, but that's something you just you factor in is like yeah we're you're growing this this business and so it sounds like you kind of start your day with you know in the office answering emails catching up on some of that beginning mm-hmm. of the day stuff you know customers contacting you etc as long as the weather looks good you're getting out there in the truck for a minimum of six hours it sounds like at least during the five-day work week applying fertilizer you know, like you said meeting people etc and then after that you know you're kind of either going doing family things or you're doing more estimates and whatnot or are you coming back to the office i think and well and everything can your- be done from like my ipad like i guess i'm learning that like the new system this year i'm installing the printer in my truck which literally i can you know neighbor comes across the street be like oh i'm I'm not happy with my guy what do you offer you know i can literally like pull up their house measure the property get their name email phone number now even this thing it'll like tell me who owns the house like it it, basically i just put in their phone number and email address boom boom they can view it on the ipad they i can even hear click the sign they can swipe their card you know you can do it all in the field right but it's that learning of like doing it so really i'm doing that stuff i don't really have a set schedule of like all right this is what i'm going to do estimating this is what i'm going to do billing it kind of does it all throughout which again i'm learning you know, you're juggling a lot of stuff you know and then it's like yeah you're right i mean i got a family i got a house of my own i got to take care of mm. I try to work to live. I don't live to work, you know, like, I mean, I operate my own business. So I do make my own hours. You know, if mm. my daughter's like, Hey, I want to go here. All right, cool. Well, I weigh it out. Like, all right, well, maybe I can, it's going to rain this day. I'll bang this out today. Get all these done. I'll work a long day and try to use mother nature whenever we can. I'm always answering the phone. I think that's something that I do too much of. Honestly, it's like, you know, a lot of people work nine to five, you know, they don't work the same hours we do. We're in the field. We're answering the phone all the time. You know, I got one customer that he can't take a phone call. He doesn't even check his personal email. So like if someone calls me at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, well, I got to talk to this guy because he's a doctor. He's not texting me during the day. He, he gets right. home at seven o'clock and wants to talk about his yard. You know, so that's something that our days really never over. Right. 
And I think with owning a business, I think people have to realize too is it's more than just forget about a nine to five and it's more than just 60 hours a week. When you own a business, it's always on your mind. You're always thinking about it. You're technically always working and, and trying to improve and what, whether you have that email in the back of your head or, or the phone call you know you have to take, all that kind of stuff. Another thing I wanted to point out in your operations, we'll call, you mentioned how you use a software that helps run your business. And I think a lot of guys, owner operators need to look into what software is best for their company, but we use the software, you use the software. I know a lot of the, the bigger companies use softwares nowadays. And like you said, moving to the 21st century, it's very important if you want to, number one, grow. Like me and you always talk about knowing your numbers, knowing where you make your money because you said you have your numbers in your software, the square footage, all that kind of stuff. So you would agree with any owner operator should have a software. Yeah. And that's, that's something that a lot of guys are hesitant to. Like, hell, when I looked at the numbers, I was like, what? You're going to charge me 1200 bucks to do this training and then 200 bucks a month. You know, and I'm not, and I'm like, Man, I can do it for 50 with QuickBooks and this. Right. You know, once I took the training, I still don't even know a quarter of what the software can do. Like I said, I was, I'm been hesitant to it. And I think a lot of guys, when you get started out, you like, look at that. You think every dollar in the business is cash, you know, and if your bills are paid, it is cash. You got to really look at it from a business standpoint that like, if you're paying $200 a month for a software that makes your job easier, you just don't know it yet, but it's going to make your life easier. You know, you're writing all that off. That's the cost of doing business. Mm. You know, so if that $200 a month gets you $2,000 a month, it makes you have 10 extra hours with your kids. It makes you have a weekend off. It makes you have an extra day here, an extra day there where you can really say like, oh, I'm working, but I'm out riding my motorcycle. I look at the money different. The business money to operate the business is a whole separate thing than like what's in my account. You know, I don't, I'm not nickel and dime in the business to, to, I mean, I'm not frivolously spending either, but it's like, if it's for the business, it's a new chainsaw, it's a new tool, a product, a backpack blower, something, marketing materials, uniforms, software to make my life easier. It's a no brainer. Just mm. do it. And it's better to get into a software system when you're small Mm. because a lot of guys do it the old-fashioned way with like grass sheets and lists and they're handwriting all this stuff and then you know the guy loses one or it gets wet and you don't have records there like anyone who's small listen to this yeah if you have 50 customers and you, there's lots of systems out there but look at it because don't wait until you get a hundred customers because then you're going to be learning how to bring on a hundred customers when you had 50 you know it's a lot easier to do stuff small but like all right you know, you, in off season, you, you get it all set up and then you don't know what that's going to bring on. You know, it can really add, like I said, it makes your life easier. easier. And, and this is what I want to point out with these CRMs, like with these bigger companies like McDonald's, these huge corporations, they have systems, they build their own softwares in their businesses. And that's why they run so strategically and most of these businesses are pretty smooth because they have systems in place and they have these softwares as a small business owner it's like we're saying extremely important to start out with this it has the system in it it does everything kind of for you mm -hmm. whether that's quoting sending out the estimate all that uniformity kind of right you know your pricing it, set yes organization client list it has all those systems for you so you don't have to go out and like 
take years to learn all this stuff. So that's why I think me and you are pushing pretty hard on, on getting a CRM in the beginning because it's going to save you time and relays back to what you're saying is not just time on your day-to-day or week-to-week, but time overall on, on growing your business and becoming profitable and professional. Yeah, that's one thing that if you say, you know, I show up and a customer's shopping and I'm doing their neighbor's yard, I mean, the, my product speaks for itself. Mm. But if he's shopping it out and like I show up, you know, with my tablet here and I show him my whole product list, I got my SDS, MSDS sheets right there. I can email them to him. I'm full transparency on, on all my products. Like I don't have anything to hide. You know, I want my customers to know. Now, you know, in today's climate, there's a lot of people are saying like, oh, turf care is bad. Pesticides are bad. And they get a negative impact because of the little guy who, you know, truck and trailer, who's just trying to undercut the big guys, you know, and they're over applying. They're using, you know, they don't have a pesticide license. They don't have the background. So they show up and his number is really low. I show up in a, you know, collared shirt, khakis, my iPad, my professional truck. And I'm like, hey, well, I'm at the same number here, but this is how I'm getting to it. And my system, my software basically tells me that I'm still being profitable right? with my numbers. Like I can move them around a little bit. You know, if I got three neighbors in a row and I got one more, like I might bump everyone down a couple percent to get that one more, you know, right? where that makes a big difference. And like I said, everyone's looking at their phone nowadays. Everyone's on an iPad. Everything's done through email. You know, people that say like, can you mail me an invoice? I mean, how many of those do we have? Yeah, we don't mail any invoices and so perfect. That's kind of the CRM and the software-based conversation that I wanted to make sure we had in this recording so people understand the importance and it keeps all your information in one spot. If you can yeah. and this thing does it by neighborhood. I can literally say like who's on Weatherstone Drive, my customers. Right. And then it'll say like, all right, you I want to upsell to everyone in this area. And they do the work for you. You know, right. it's just and it's marketing, it's advertising. Right. Let's move into marketing and advertising. This is another important conversation I like to have. What would you say separates your business from the other businesses? We'll start from the other fertilizing companies. We'll start, you know, with you and then we'll kind of move on. I've always done what I've said. You know, I don't try to beat up my customers with unnecessary applications. You know, I'm really like, it's a meat and potatoes program, you know, old school you know, that's something that I need to do better with, with the advertising. You know, I mean, you've had great success with your yard signs, you know, I mean, when you started, man, they were like, who is this company? You know, they're like, who is this guy? Never heard of them, you know, now, you know, we've built this relationship off of that. I was like, oh, you're, that's buzz cut lawn care. You know, like, oh, now right. it's, you know, and, we're, and we're, we're growing to new businesses, but that's what the software does for me too. They're basically a marketing company who created the CRM. You know, oh, so okay. if I tell them like, all right, I want more customers here. Mm. I, t- I circled on a map and I, even, I sent it through the, the service. And I'm like, this is where I want to market to. And they will design and every door direct mail to who I want. You know, before you you'd go to the post office, you'd have a create a mailer from somebody, you'd send it out. Who knows where they end up? Like, you know, you, you put a coupon code on it. You, you get a couple calls so you can track it, you know, discount 2020, you know, and they enter that on your website when they request information, you know, that marketing tool worked, you know, you got to be able to track that stuff. Right. So I'm really relying this year on my CRM software more for the marketing. I get a couple customers circle the whole neighborhood, 
just target those strategic areas. Okay. You know, I got a, a good application sign. It's a little different looking than everyone else's. You know, that's another thing. Like people see those things. Like if you're in the market for lawn care service, you know what the other guys are using. Right. And like I said, at the beginning of the call, it's a lot of these big companies, they're marketing companies that throw fertilizer. Right. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question real quick. For someone first starting out, you know, like you back in 2016, you, you had some experience in growing grass. So you had something to kind of talk to people about. But for someone that's just getting into the industry, they just got their application license. They're trying to start a business and tell the clients what they're worth and, and their value. What would you recommend for those people? What should they say? How should they market themselves? What's their pitch or what's their saying? Well, I think that uh, the turf care is so, there's too much science behind it, I think, to just get out there and like to do it. You know, it's a big leap of faith. You've got to have some background in it. You know, go to um, you know, all the suppliers around here. They put on educational seminars. There's one going on today. Genesis Turfgrass are out there in York, but they, you know, they sell all over Pennsylvania. There's a bunch of them. You get in with your local distributors. See like when they're giving out your the seminars are where the guys come in. It's usually free. You get your pesticide credits, your core credits. You've got to go to these things to keep your license current. So that's a great place to start is, you know, go to your local golf course or turf grass supply company because you're going to have to find a supplier who sets the pricing. You're not going to go to Home Depot at these big box stores and buy, you know, Scott's brand fertilizer off the rack for 50 bucks a bag when you can get the same thing through an agronomic supply company for a third of that, you know, cause you're going to be buying it by the pallet, you know, so find a good supplier, find a good salesman who knows more than you do and go to these seminars. Pennsylvania department of agriculture has a list on their website. Right. I'm sure um, every state department of ag has a continuing education section where you can find these seminars to go to all the big companies, Syngenta, Bayer, Anderson's is the Scott's, corporation but nutrien kirby those are all like fertilizer manufacturers they have their professionals come in give talks on you know this is this new product we have coming out right. this is why it works and you just start networking that way i think it'd be hard for someone to get into the, the agronomic turf care side just saying like hey i'm gonna open a fertilizing company you know it's it's a great way if you're been mowing lawns forever to see like what your customers are paying and like, Oh, I could do that. Start mm -hmm. learning a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. Learn the science behind it. Learn why they need to put down lime. Right. Learn why the soil pH is important. Learn why we don't put down. If it says you're supposed to put down 150 pounds per acre, why you don't put down the 450 pounds per acre, you know, more is not always better. And that's where a lot of the negative stigma comes with this is that, all right, well, the spreader says, put it on setting four. I'm going to put it on eight, you know, right. and then your lawn's growing out of control, excessive nitrogen. You got disease problems. So, so you're, so you're recommending kind of just for, for the, for the beginner. And this is really for any, any industry is kind of go out there, which I think this is great advice. And I, I didn't do this when I first started, but I should have was go to your suppliers first, whether you're, you know, a landscaper, a fertilizer, Whatever industry you're in, go to your suppliers and talk to those guys. And I think that's a great idea and strategy is to start taking their their classes and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of that stuff's for free. You know, there's a there's a company local down in Exton 
the guy who runs the office, he is an encyclopedia of information. You know, you're like, oh, why should I use this product? He's like, oh, well, you know, it has a higher active ingredient rate. It's a lower spread rate. It costs a little bit more. Right. But hey, it has environmental benefits. You know, like Penn State is a great turf grass school. You know, they put on stuff that's it's on the internet. There's all these free talks that they just want to educate the public, you know, so a lot of stuff's free. Right. I don't know. There's a lot of YouTube videos on it, but it's amazing what you can learn just by reading, you know, right. I mean, just, just Google just it, you know, find a local seminar, local community college, take a class. And that's how I started was on YouTube is I just, I mainly train myself on YouTube and um, and watching guys on YouTube do this. Before we get wrapped up here, I want to ask you one more question. And I always try to ask myself this multiple times throughout the year. But what do you think in your business is one thing you can improve on to help grow or achieve your business goals? What's one thing in your business that you can better or one thing you're working on? Well, that's something that I think we all do. We got to ask ourselves not only from a professional business standpoint, but at a personal level, emotional level is like, how can I be better? You know, how can I provide a better product? How can I feel better about what I'm doing? In my industry, I'm being more focused on the environmental aspect of it. You know, everyone's really sensitive to pesticide usage. You know, you turn on the news and, you know, Monsanto and Roundup are bad at killing people, you know, and we don't use that stuff, but it's public perception. So, I try to be as well educated as I can on the environmental aspects of it. Just when someone says like, oh, I don't want you to put this on my yard because I saw on, on CNN that it's bad for you. A lot of that is, it's not real, you know? It's not, it's just what pe the perception is. And unfortunately, 90% of people's reality is their perception, you know? They're like, right. if, they, if I think it's bad, it's bad. Right. That's something I'm doing is just have that arsenal of like, oh, well, you know, just to not say the customer's wrong, but educate the customer a little bit. Be like, okay, well, I understand your concerns with this. Right. Uh, this is what I do. This is why we don't do what the big big box stores do or big companies. You're not just a number. Another thing I'm really working on is I always call people back. You know, I, I try, if someone calls, leaves me a message, call them back. 24 hours maximum. Even if you if it's if you have a cell number, send them a text like, hey, I'm really busy. I'll, I'll get back to you tomorrow or feel free to email me. Just make that constant communication with the customer. Don't ignore anybody. Even if it's some little old lady who you're not making money on anyway, but get back to them. Yeah. And, and, just like and call me voicemail, right. Busy hit me up. I try to do a really good job of that, but April, May, man, we're turning and burning. It's crazy. My phone is blowing up and it's like, I'll literally have to at the end of the day, sit down and make a list. Yeah. It like, all right, this person's pissed. This one's a big number. You know, I go through it and right. that's a big thing. Call your customers back. Yeah. Don't customer be, service. Don't customers, yeah. Man. That's yeah. You never know who they're going to tell. And you know, you're creating your own brand, you know, right. It's my it's, business is my reputation. Exactly. It's, it's our name. It's how we make our living. So in wrapping, wrapping this up, recording this podcast up, Mr. Ryan Sharp, would you like to add anything else to the conversation or end with any last, you know, final thoughts regarding fertilizing industry, um, regarding your business or re regarding small business guys or, and girls starting and, and whatnot? In the turf care world, there's lots of options. There's lots of fertilizers available to us on the professional turf care side. 
don't be afraid to use the good stuff. Use quality products. Don't think that there's a reason why the $12 bag is a $12 bag. And there's a reason why there's a $22 bag. Look, weigh it out. You know, if I got to put down five bags of this and two bags of this, all right, this costs more, but factor it in. Don't be afraid. Unfortunately, I use like really high end stuff, mm. but I know it's safer. I know it works better. I know it's going to last in the soil and I can stand behind it because I bring that golf side into home turf care. Into your business. You know, like, yeah. I want it to work. I don't want customers to call me back. Right. You know, I take time on every property. You know, stuff like that is like use science. Like I said, Penn State's a great resource. Virginia Tech's a great resource. They have all this free stuff online mm. that people are doctors of turf grass. You know, read their articles, gain some knowledge. Don't just, just don't be money hungry and be like, hey, look at all this, look at all the money I'm making. Right. This is great. But you got to be able to tell people why you're doing what you're doing. And in our industry, that's saturated with, with uh, unmarked trucks and, mm. you know, guys that are just chasing the dollar, which is great. God bless them. But, we try to be a little bit higher up and like educate the customer constantly, you know, make right. sure you feel good with them spending their money. Right. And I think that's, I think that's huge. And I think that's great that you guys are spending the time and, and doing those extra steps to educate your customer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's uh, and that comes huge. back to the transparency thing. I'm, I would always, if a customer has concerns about it, this is what I'm using. Here's the SDS sheets, MSDS sheets, yeah. the toxic, you know, toxicity of it. I mean, the stuff is toxic, some of it, when used improperly. So I'm upfront with all of them on that. If they don't want the product, okay, well, this is what you're going to get. You know, I don't right. let people just take out an application because they think it's bad. I'd explain to them this is why we're doing it, or here's a different way we can do it to get the same results and price that in. Price right. in that, you know, because... Give them different options and yeah, educate them on option options. Where, you know, because I stand behind my program because I know it works. Right. Homeowner wants to modify it. Hey, customer's always right. You know, I'll do what I can. But you got to educate them like, all right, well, I'm using this because in the last 20 years of me doing it, I've had great results with it. If we don't do this, this is what we might have to do, you know, come fall. You know, upsell on airification, heavy overseeding, choosing the right type of turf. You know, stuff like that is, right. is other things you can do, but just make sure you're upfront with the customer. Don't, yeah. don't beat around the bush. Be honest. Yeah. And I think, so, uh, um, I think that's great advice. Bad. So we, we, I think we definitely gave a lot of great advice this, this recording. I mean, from CRMs to how to, you know, transparency on the, on the customer to customer service and all that kind of stuff. So thanks for having me on Chase. Let's, yeah. uh, let's do this again once we're, you know, we're in the middle of May and we're, we're turning and burning and we might have some more, more stuff to help out the new guys. Exactly. Exactly. Ryan Sharp with Keystone Tree and Turf. Thank you for coming on to CMG uh, podcast. We awesome, can't wait Chase. to have you back. Yeah, man. Anytime. Be good. All right, boss. Bye.